Hi, I'm Megan Dibby and welcome to my podcast, Class and Session. In this podcast, I'll be discussing social injustice issues and everything to do with activism and allyship. If that's your jam, tune in every Friday. Hi guys, I'm back. I know, I'm back from being lazy. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I feel like I'm abandoning this podcast. Like, I've made a commitment to this podcast, but I just feel like I'm abandoning it. Like, I'm literally releasing episodes, like, every now and then instead of it being, like, a weekly thing. But it's okay, guys. I'm gonna get back on my ship. I'm going to find the motivation to actually record and edit my podcast and actually do the things that I keep saying I'm going to do. But um, today I'm going to be talking about liberal feminism because I personally think that in order for women to be truly liberated, like in order for us to really say, fuck the patriarchy, I think we just need to move past the whole liberal feminism movement. And also because I just want to shit on it. Like this entire episode is going to be me shitting on liberal feminism Um, But I also read um, the book Feminism Interrupted by Lola Oluwafemi. I think that's how you say her surname. And guys, when I tell you that book is honestly amazing, it was such a great read. To sum it up, basically, the book just critiques liberal feminism and talks about the things that liberal feminism doesn't take into account, like sex work and like how trans women face trans misogyny. And honestly, for like the first piece of feminist theory that I've read, I honestly loved it like it's a very easy book to digest and the author is British so a lot of like case studies and statistics she used um are based in the UK so that's something I quite liked as well but yeah I definitely recommend everyone to read that book it's so good I'm gonna talk about like my favorite chapters later on but you guys know how much I love my definitions so I'm gonna give you guys a definition of liberal feminism so liberal feminism which is also known as mainstream feminism I personally like to call it white feminism um it's a type of feminism that seeks to achieve gender equality through political and legal reform and frameworks that was a lovely definition thanks to google of course wait i think oh my god my friends always say that i say google very weirdly and i think i've just realized it ew i hate that Anyways, basically, liberal feminists um, advocate for legislation that they claim will benefit and protect women and like will give women opportunities to reach those positions of power and that equality can be achieved by passing laws. Personally, for me, like the reason why I hate liberal feminism is because if you think about it, it's exclusionary and it lacks so much intersectionality. Like if we're really being honest here, liberal feminism only focuses on white women or like it focuses on things that women of colour literally cannot be concerned about, like the free the nipple movement, which I'm going to get into I just feel like it fails to recognise the ways women of colour, especially black women, face misogyny compared to white women. It fails to recognise how systems of oppressions are literally intertwined and how they harm black women. And I feel like that is why a lot of black women um, now, they're not comfortable with calling themselves feminists. Because in feminist movements, we're literally asked to put our race aside just to make white women comfortable. And that's obviously a problem. So mainstream feminism has literally done a good job at making us focus on the wrong things, things that literally will not liberate women. Guys, we've been bamboozled, we've fallen for their tricks. I know, it's sad. But like I said, liberal feminism looks at laws to try and achieve equality. But I personally, like, I think that passing laws won't do anything for women. 
like there's already a major problem with our legal system and how it targets certain women and liberal feminists fail to take this into account like the book um, Feminism Interrupted talks about how there are laws created under the guise of helping women that actually harm women an example being the laws in the UK surrounding sex work all those laws do is actually endanger more sex workers and also there is no way we can abolish the patriarchy without abolishing things like prisons and like white supremacy and capitalism do you really think that's going to happen under our current legal system I personally don't think so like trying to achieve equality under these systems of oppressions doesn't do anything for women because we're not actually dismantling the patriarchy and also I want to mention why are we trying to achieve equality I've always said this but equality is a scam I want liberation why would we want to be equal to men why would we want to be equal to an oppressor like I've heard so many feminists who um, critique liberal feminism talk about this exact point. Like we shouldn't want to be equal with men because men are the ones doing the exploiting. Men are the ones doing the oppressing. And I'm talking about white men here because we all know that men of colour do not have that systemic power. But this is why I say that liberal feminists advocating for equality is a major problem. Because all that really means is that they're advocating for women, white women specifically, to gain a seat at the table with white men to continue oppressing and exploiting people those people being working class people and women of colour. It makes no sense. Why would we want to be equal to the same system we need to abolish? And you know what? I think, personally, I think the reason why liberal feminists go so hard for like equality and all this like, oh, we need to like not hate men and be equal to men is because they're low-key catering to men. All this talk about being equal to men and, you know, not hating them isn't getting us anywhere men uphold and benefit from the patriarchy they are the oppressors here why are we watering down our movements just to make them more comfortable i've literally said this before but it happens with every single social movement they're always watered down to make the oppressors more comfortable to absolve them from taking any shred of accountability and like i said in my previous episode it happened with the black lives matter movement there's no need to cater to men and centre their opinions and feelings because this movement should be about us, it's not about them. There's no need to cater to men because we don't need them as allies. They will not be the ones to liberate us, only the oppressed can liberate themselves. We simply cannot focus on men and their feelings and their issues, especially since they are the reason for their own problems. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong, I do think men are affected by the patriarchy, but women are suffering under it that's where our priorities lie women are literally dying like i'm sorry but i can't focus on men's emotions right now that's like the least of my concerns we need to focus on liberating women and that in the end will benefit men as well all i'm saying is that we have to move beyond this whole like kumbaya bullshit about like wanting equality with men because as much as society has convinced us that is not what feminism is about any social movement about the liberation of those who are oppressed should not be about wanting equality with their oppressors. It makes no sense. Also, going back to my point of not wanting a seat at the table, liberal feminism promotes this idea that women should like strive to reach those top positions of power in society, that, you know, we should be CEOs and run businesses and corporations. But it fails to realise that Really and truly, only rich white women can reach those positions of power because unlike working class women and women of colour, they don't have any barriers stopping them from succeeding in life. And plus, we shouldn't want women to become CEOs because CEOs are the ones exploiting working class people. 
we don't want women to replace men in oppressive structures. We don't want women to replace men in our capitalist society. That's not the point of feminism. We don't want a seat at the table with men. We don't want a seat at the table with men to continue oppressing people. We want to destroy that table completely. I cannot stress that enough. Liberal feminism has literally convinced us that, you know, if we have women in power, then that's a win for women. Then that's what true feminism is. It wants us to basically assimilate with oppressive structures in our society. And this is literally where the quote liberation, not assimilation applies. Like we can't assimilate with oppressive power structures because it won't get us anywhere. The only women that will be benefiting from that is white women. The rest of us are literally going to get left behind. Like, is it true? Is it really true feminism if we have more police officers who are women? No, it's not because those women are now complicit in an oppressive system that oppresses black people. Is it really female empowerment if those women are joining men in oppressing other people, other women, other black women? The bottom line is we don't need women in the police force because we don't need police officers, period. As a society, I urge us to let go of this goal boss, pro-capitalist, basically pro-oppression and pro-exploitation feminism. It's not going to get us anywhere. And the people it harms the most are working class women and women of colour. Unfortunately, Garbo's feminism has literally been thriving recently with Kamala Harris as vice president and, you know, Kylie Jenner being a self-made billionaire, even though I think that was a while ago, but my point still stands. But with Kamala, I did say that black and Asian people were allowed to be happy at the fact that she's the first um, African-American and Asian-American vice president because, you know, it's somewhat progressive do i take back that statement yeah yeah i do do i regret it Uh, yeah i do um only because at this point democrats are really just moderate conservatives kamala harris is not a good person her policies have literally affected black people trans women and palestinian women so is it really a win for women that she's reached the top that she's quote-unquote succeeded in a male-dominated career which is politics no it's not it's not a win for women at all because she's literally had a history of harming marginalized groups and continues to do so continues to harm marginalized women her and biden literally gave i i can't remember how much it was probably billions of dollars but they gave so much money to israeli forces which they're using to displace and murder Palestinian people. They're literally supporting and funding apartheid, which directly affects and harms Palestinian women. So no, we can't be calling this feminism. We can't be calling this girl power because she's directly harming women. But liberal feminism doesn't take that into account because they only care and focus on themselves. They don't care about the women who live in non-Western countries. And that is a problem in itself. The same thing goes with Kylie Jenner. First of all, the fact that she was named a self-made billionaire, yikes, that already is a problem. Like the video essay that I posted on my Instagram last week um, literally like explains that when privileged women reach the top and are extremely successful, they always claim that it's because they've worked hard and it leads us to falsely believe this whole meritocracy bullshit idea that, you know, no matter your background, if you just work hard, you can be as successful as people like the Kardashians, when that obviously isn't true. Kylie Jenner got to the top because she's rich and white. We're not going to sit here and say that she's worked hard. The bitch came out of her mother a millionaire. She's always had it easy. No shade, but shade. 
and Loki, I'm going a bit hard because I literally hate the Kardashians because of the way they've literally appropriated black specifically african-american culture and the way that they have that weird fetish for like mixed race babies and black men my reasons for hating them are valid okay kylie got to the top because she's rich and white and she's exploited people she's exploited women she doesn't pay her bangladeshi workers those workers who are women and also there's no ethical way for you to be a billionaire like she's literally a bad person like yay congrats she has a brand that sells makeup and skin products that women like but at the end of the day, she's stepping all over a percentage of women just so she can live lavishly at the top. And this is exactly why I say fuck girl boss and corporate feminism. It does nothing for a big majority of women. All it does is reinforces capitalism and we want to dismantle that. True feminism should be about tearing down capitalism. End of. One last thing I want to talk about in this section is how liberal feminism has promoted choice feminism. So basically, like, choice feminism is this idea that, like, any choice a woman makes for herself is, like, empowering and inherently feminist because, you know, before women weren't allowed to make choices for themselves. It sounds like a good and uplifting thing for women, but... mm, it's really not and like one critique about this is how like not every woman has the privilege of making certain choices and like how some women they don't do things because they want to they do things in order to survive in our society and how it's also a very individualistic approach and literally does nothing for the collective of women and i 100 percent agree i feel like in a way feminism has been co-opted by women who white women let me just say yep white women who like are telling us to make these choices that they claim will bring us a step closer to dismantling the patriarchy things like the free the nipple movement and not shaving and dyeing your armpit hair does absolutely nothing for women especially women of color who are facing literal danger like i'm sorry but i'm more concerned about tackling the fact that black women are dying at extreme high rates during childbirth not your stupid free the nipple movement Like, we've got actual things to be worried about. And low-key, if you think about it, the whole free the nipple movement is for skinny white women. I'm not interested. Like, don't get me wrong, if women don't want to wear bras, that's 100% okay. Like, I do it all the time. Like, I'm not going to lie. But I just don't think that should be the main focus of the feminist movement because we've literally got bigger fish to fry. Like, we've got bigger things to be worried about. That's not going to bring us a step closer to liberation. Even with the not shaving thing, like, I think we should 100% normalise women who don't want to shave. Like, we should 100% normalise body hair. And, like, I won't shame... I obviously won't shame women for, you know, doing that because as much as choice feminism has some problematic aspects, I still believe that women, you know, can do what they want. But making it into this whole, like revolutionary thing or thinking that it's going to you know dismantle the patriarchy does nothing for women as a collective especially since some women like black women are hypermasculinized in society so not shaving could open them up to more harassment and masculinization from society which obviously you know we don't want and also i remember someone brought up the point that like if you think about it every choice we make to a certain extent it's been influenced by society And I immediately thought of women who say that they get plastic surgery for themselves and not for anyone else, like not to appeal to the male gaze or to like society in general. But like, like I remember me and my friend were literally having a conversation about this. Like, guys, if you think about it, you have to ask yourself, why are women making the choice of getting plastic surgery? 
it's because they've been influenced by society and want to fit in with societal beauty standards like imagine for example like a black woman says she wants to get a nose job to get a smaller nose and she says it's empowering because you know she's making her own choice and she's doing it for herself it really isn't empowering because whether or not she's realized it she's internalized society's racist beauty standards and because of that she wants to change the shape of her nose to conform and fit with that beauty standard we can't sit here and say it's a feminist thing or like it's an empowering thing to do because it's not all it does is reinforces the patriarchy and it's also sad if you think about it and this is making me think of that Malcolm X speech where he says like who taught you to hate yourself who taught you to hate the shape of your nose the shape of your lips and you know we know the answer to that our white supremacist society like we've been told to hate our African features we've been told that they're ugly because they don't fit with the beauty standard so of course you know some black women have internalized this and reacted by getting plastic surgery to you know get eurocentric features and i don't blame them or judge them because it's like you know it's not really your fault it's a result of living in such a hateful society and i do remember someone saying that people do this because it makes their experience living in the patriarchy more pleasant and that is so true like if you could do something that you know would make living in a society where you're torn down constantly by things like you know white supremacy etc if you could do something to make it easier like would you of course you would like i can't blame you for that because i would probably do the same thing like in a way we all sometimes conform to patriarchal norms because of the patriarchal society that we live in and also because of things that are being sold to us as like you know empowerment and self-care when really it's just like the patriarchy rebranded but all i'm saying is that you know we shouldn't be so quick to call everything empowering we shouldn't be so quick to call the individual choices of some women empowering when all it does is reinforces you know the patriarchy and does nothing for women as a collective that's it <laughs> that's all i have to say So before this episode ends, I just want to quickly talk about my two favourite chapters in the book, Feminism Interrupted. Um, they were um, the introduction, which was quite a short chapter, and chapter eight, the answer to sexual violence is not more prisons. The entire book was amazing. Like I said, it was very insightful, but those two chapters were the ones that really spoke to me. So basically, the introduction just talks about like what exactly neoliberal mainstream feminism is and how it leaves out a lot of women. And it also talks about how, you know, the idea of getting women to the top is disguised as feminism when really all it does is allow the oppressive systems in our society to stay intact. Now, chapter eight just talks about how prisons don't actually prevent gendered violence and that they don't actually bring justice to sexual assault victims. Um, I'm going to read a small bit in this um, chapter. So it says, Carceral responses to sexual violence fail to address the root causes of the problem. Putting an offender in jail does nothing to reshape the logic of sexual and gendered violence, nor does it signal that the act itself was an injustice. Simply criminalising sexual offences will not bring about the wholesale transformation of society that feminism seeks. It simply pushes out the undesirables, filters them from society and then reintroduces them without the means or resources to stop them from reoffending. So that was basically explaining how prisons don't actually stop a societal problem from occurring. And prison abolitionists always talk about this point when they discuss why they want to abolish prisons because it doesn't actually tackle the root of the problem. It doesn't actually tackle why, quote unquote, criminals are in prison. 
but yeah the rest of the chapter just talks about how like um the police don't protect everyone and how um prison abolition isn't a utopian idea because it's actually happening all around us but yeah um i think everyone should definitely like honestly like read this book it's essential to understanding like all the harm mainstream feminism has done and you know how we can do better and what the necessary steps are in order for you know the liberation of women that's it that's what i have to say um thank you guys for tuning into this episode i hope you enjoyed it my final thoughts of the day say no to liberal feminism guys say no to the three g's say no to gaslighting gatekeeping and girl bossing we don't want it liberal feminism will never be for me we just we need to let go of a movement that centers the most privileged women in society instead of centering you know the women who are facing danger on a daily basis the most marginalized women but yeah that's all i have to say i'm gonna go now thank you if you like this episode and want to hear more from me subscribe and tune in every friday for now take care